Hello and welcome to Indie by Design's Gaming the Podcast. My name is John Robertson and I'll be joined shortly by Stace Harmon and this week we're discussing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, that's Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Bioware's 2003 release, a game that has attained legendary status and one that neither Stace nor I had played prior to deciding that we probably should play it and that it would be pretty cool to talk about playing it for the first time on this very podcast. Now, there are some spoilers for the game ahead, so do tread carefully if you're worried about that kind of thing. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and join us for an adventure through a galaxy far, far away. Here's a clip of the game to get us started. You swore an oath just like everyone else on this mission. Now it's time to make good on that oath. I've heard all about your reputation. Elite combat training, tops in your class. It's no wonder you were handpicked for this mission. Word is the officers haven't seen a recruit with your kind of potential in 20 years. But all that potential doesn't mean a thing if you can't deliver when it counts. We're soldiers. We're trained for combat. Bastille is going to need men and women like us at her side during this attack. Yeah, so one of the reasons why, or maybe the reason why I chose that clip to start, um, I like how... And it's not that the whole game is necessary. That 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 clip doesn't necessarily represent how the writing and the, and specifically how that guy's voiceover works throughout the mm-hmm. whole throughout the whole game. Like the guy just speaks so so quickly. It's like it's yeah. like it's like they've got some somewhere to be and they just need to get out of the recording studio and get home <laughs> or get to their real world, whatever that is, and they've got to get out of there. Um, but that yeah, that clip comes right at the very, very, very start of the game. Um, literally in the first in the first room of the game, and it just spells out every single thing that you need to know for the next forty five minutes or half an hour or however long yeah. however long that whole sequence is. Like it leaves you in no doubt that you're like Star Wars in general, like not not just the games, um the films, the the books, T V shows, whatever. They're, they don't have the subtlest dialogue no, in the world. They're often very earnest um, and very just yeah, out there. But they're not <laughs> this as... This is the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're, they're not as quite as direct as that guy is. Um, but, this, yeah. but this is very much like... But it's done in a very knowing way here. Well, yeah. Feels. And it's very you like know, you're like playing a video troopers. game now. You need yeah. to know this. And you're playing a character that's basically got amnesia as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you yeah. need to be told everything if you if you there are dialogue options where you can just ask him questions and he basically yeah. he's just like mocks you and he's like yeah what are you doing are you have you have you have you had your head checked have you taken a bump to the head whatever the line is but then yeah. immediately after that he's like and now you're the best person for the job and let's yeah. go <laughs> um, you're amazing training and i've heard a lot of things about you and this that and the other so yeah so i'll just excuse that incompetence um and off we go yeah, it is. And I think, I don't know how it felt. Um, as we've mentioned in the intro, neither of us have played this before. I don't know how it felt at the time. Perhaps people didn't think much of it. But going back to it, it does make going back to it almost 20 years later, which is amazing. Um, that much easier to do because it isn't super po-faced and it isn't, you don't have to kind of like take yourself back 20 years and think about what the standards were of video game writing or or like voice work or anything like that you don't have to sort of put yourself out oh, well it was 20 years ago and you have to use that as an excuse um you you can just get straight into it through 
itself without it's sort of like i mean you know there is a remake apparently in the works and i think that you know they they don't need to change any of this stuff update the graphics fine make it look like a modern game but there's lots of stuff like that that work to just get you into it and that are quite wry and amusing and i think there's a there's a confidence in it there's there's not immediately apparent in that opening i think the opening can feel a bit clunky and a bit exposition heavy and a bit like before there were mandatory tutorials in video games that laid out absolutely everything that you can do in the game and you had to go through them for an hour that opening section is certainly a tutorial but not in the same way as we have now um and so it's a there's yeah there's just sort of a a confidence in the writing because they can be a bit goofy they can be very very dark as you find out later if you start making certain choices and it's all quite assured and it's just got it's quite knowing it's quite like yeah you know just relax you're in good hands we're gonna i mean some of the voiceovers are not not so good some of them are not deliberately goofy or cheesy they're just are straight up bad but for the most part the writing is very good the performances are very good um and the characters feel like actual like personalities you know i've had great fun winding up karth and just being being antagonistic towards him because i find him really irritating and it's just my character is going very heavily dark side so i'm just doing things almost doing things despite him being horrendously bad and just so i can hear his mock dismay oh you know i know we need credits but surely there's a better way to get them than shaking down this poor old man or yeah. selling a medical serum to to the local crime lord I, ah, shut up Carth. I'm just, it's, you're annoying me in the best possible way not in like yeah. a whiny way but just in a fun way it's just yeah it's yeah there are, there are some bits there's a bit with mission i don't think that you've come across it yet but there's a, there's something there's a bit where um with mission in um and it's along the same lines as when you're when you do something bad and then someone jumps in and is like, oh, actually, maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, I think towards the start of the game, there's, there's, you, can, um, you can side with a bounty hunter or something and Calf will say, like, no, we shouldn't do that. Uh, and then, the, and then the, the victim runs away and you can't actually attack that person or, or do the bounty hunter's bidding. I don't think you can. Um, but there's a bit later with Mission and she is... Um, you go against something that she wants to do. You have to you 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 find something, and then you can betray the person who sent you there to find it. Right, and you can just yeah. give it to the person that like you needed to kill or trick or avoid yeah. or whatever instead. Yeah. And missions like no, you shouldn't do that. And then the bad guy just then monologues for like two or three minutes, and then she's like. Oh, actually, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, which I thought was really good. So, like, it's not like it's not only your character that that can. Like, I don't think you 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 don't actually have a light or dark for the other characters, do you? It's just your no your but character, they, but but they, they can change. The but yes, they yeah. can change, or according to that, anyway. Like, so I don't know how to how to do this. I don't know if we say like where what bit we're at of on the game. Um, well, some of or that will not. be probably clear from the from the video footage if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, so we've both taken some footage of our, our own games. I'm at sort of the biggest significant event that I'm coming up to is, or feels significant at least, is getting past the Rancor in uh, the sewers bit. Um, and I've tried to stealth that. I've tried to just straight up fight it. And I've been just trounced um, both times, like one hit, dead, entire party. 
so that's I've sort of gone off to try and find a different way to do that. But I've so I've got four party members, well, including myself. Um, so Mission, Zaldair, the Wookie, and Karth. I don't have uh, Bastilla yet. Um, so yeah, I've seen a a good chunk of the sides. I've done a few bounties played some Pazak, uh, which is, I suppose, like every good casino game, it's surprisingly addictive. I find it, I find, I play several rounds of that card game whenever I play a game of it. Um, yeah, so I've seen enough, I've seen enough to know that I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying, I, it's, this isn't just a, oh, let's play this and then we'll talk about it just for the podcast. I do feel like I want to keep playing it. Um, it does feel like a game that would be very well suited to some for me like something like the steam deck which i've got arriving at some point um and obviously it could run it very easily but yeah it does feel like a game that i want to carry on playing rather than just a blast from the past that's useful just to have a look at you know for historical reasons and then there's yeah. no reason to go back to it there is it is still a good game um and i was thinking about why why it passed me by at the time uh and i think it was just the, the the glut of star wars stuff it was just like a tsunami of star wars content and the number of games that had come out in the the preceding like 12 12 18 months prior to this one there was lo- so many star wars games that came out so much star wars content you know this was like part of the revival but this was you know after phantom menace and and attack of the clones and it was, yeah, there was just too much. I just, I'd lost interest. It was like, I was sort of numb to Star Wars stuff. It came out and I just, uh, just, I'm not, you know, it's just yet another Star Wars game. Um, mm. So yeah, that was why I'd overlooked it at the time. But going back to it now, it is, it's nice. It is good and nice that it's, it is a game that still feels worth playing. And I think that's worth noting that if like us, you're somebody that either didn't play it first time around or just simply it wasn't in your wheelhouse because uh, maybe you are significantly younger than us and, couldn't play it the first time around it's worth going and having a look at now um and i would say even before the the, the supposed remake comes out um yeah it's I worth think, diving into yeah i think definitely the remake so i uh, definitely play before the remake comes out and i i definitely plan on um i'm playing the whole thing for sure um so i'm a bit further i've rescued bastilla um there's gonna be some spoilers for you here but I've done I've done like a a swooper race um, mm-hmm. on a yeah. on a swooper bike pod. Yeah, not a pod, pod racer, racing, but basically. it's not, yeah, yeah, quite similar. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm about to leave the first planet. Basically, I'm about to leave Taris. I'm about to steal a uh, a guy's ship, a big bad guy's ship, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm going to leave. And yeah, I didn't play it either. I, I don't think I had my first PC. Uh, that well, I don't think I had my first PC that I owned that wasn't like a family computer until maybe like two or three years later. Mm. Um, so I don't know how. Um, I'm trying to think if any friends had it, but I don't remember them talking about it. Um. I definitely had games that were out because I looked at the games that were out around the same time because I was yeah trying to place it like why was I in my sort of games playing career I was definitely more towards console gaming at this point and probably playing more JRPGs than I was um, these kind of western you know action adventure RPGs and 
but there were games that came out around this that I definitely played on PC. Hitman was the original Hitman was one of them, and Half Life Two was another that came out in the years I think sort of saddling um, this this one, two thousand three. So I definitely was playing PC games. I think the last big kind of RPG of this sort that I'd played was something like Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate Two. Um, so I had form with the genre at that time. I just I, I really think it was it was just so. I was just done with Star Wars. It was just so like it didn't. It just didn't interest me. And they, they just the amount of Star Wars content coming out is not not dissimilar really to now, with Disney kind of going all in on the multimedia assault. Um, yeah, and so it was. It was a thing that just passed me by. But it's, it, and it's, I suppose that's a shame because I would have liked to have experienced it at the time. You know, I did then go and play Mass Effect several years after this. I think four years. I think two thousand seven. Mass Effect came out, and I and the thing I found about Mass Effect, although I really enjoyed it at the time, I found it quite po-faced and quite. I found that they weren't very good at doing the whole dark side or renegade, as it was called in Mass Effect side of things. I, I always felt like it just made you sound, it made your character sound stupid when you made choices that were perceived to be evil or immoral or whatever. It just it just came across as dumb. Um, there's like that famous example of you, a reporter tries to get an interview with you, and I think if you choose the renegade option, you you punch them or push them out of a window or something. And it's like it was just silly. <laughs> <laughs> whereas this is yeah. much more subtle um there are some outright evil choices you can make but there are also just like selfish choices and that's like well i'm playing that my character in that way of they don't feel any reason they don't feel any need to help people they need to sort of be given a, a reason to help people rather than just it's the expected thing to do go into the sewers and find these journals and fight all these really dangerous monsters and then come back and give them to me for nothing like, no i'm gonna sell them to somebody else why wouldn't i so and that's it's written well enough that it's it, I feel like for me personally it supports that way of playing without making me feel just like out and out scummy. Um, yeah, well, that, there are still some choices you, you can make personally. that do that. You know, yeah, that's down to you personally as to how you feel like that. But I guess the game doesn't tell you that you should feel like that. Have you completed a quest with getting the serum back, mm -hmm. and you yep. have to decide how who the serum goes to? Yep. Sold that for a thousand credits to Jax. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't take it to the uh, to the local, you know, hospital that is illegally treating fallen um, uh, Republic soldiers. Yeah, uh, doing a very good thing there. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah, so I I gave it to them. I think there's a third thing you can do do as well. I think you can just give it to the medic in the uh, in the lower world whatever whatever that area is called where where where, okay, where the yeah. plague is you can yeah. just give it to them and i'm guessing I, I don't know i'm guessing based on what the doctor up top says about him recreating it i'm guessing that if you give it to the medic down there then they can't recreate it they'll just use it, it to cure people but there's use. no yeah. but there's no like planet-wide solution yeah, you've no just given it yeah, given it there, but then you can also just sell it for a thousand credits. Like I would have been tempted to sell it, but thousand credits doesn't seem like a very good price for that. It's not like it's, if, if it mean, was like time, a million credits. Yeah, well, at the time I had basically no money. That wasn't why I was, I'd already decided I was going to just be that kind of person. But uh, a thousand credits at the time for me was quite a lot. What wasn't a lot was when you get these journals that you can deliver to this guy who's talking about leading his people to a promised land. Um, who I decided my character thought was just too preachy and didn't just had no time for him you sell those i think you're offered like a hundred and you can you can bargain out for like 200 
but it's nothing. It really is nothing. And and you sell them, and he comes running over this other guy, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're scum. You're this, that, and the other." Um. Oh yeah, shut up, go away. So yes, there's like choices that are made for personal gain, which for me at the time a thousand credits was, and then there's choices that are just made for being <laughs> role playing somebody who is just not very pleasant. I suppose is what I'm doing. Whether I could do that. For the entire game, I don't know. I think what would probably happen is over the course of the game, my light side, dark side meter will probably end up somewhere in the middle because there will be just things that, you know, without trying to be deliberately evil, are too far. Um, but I do feel like there's the option, at least. I feel like sort of freed from... I feel, I feel like in some games, like, you know, particularly Bioware games, like things like Mass Effect and Dragon Age, there's this feeling of... Well, this isn't, I'm not making the good choice here, the, the choice for, for the greater good. I'm just making the choice that makes sense. Like this other thing doesn't make any sense. And I feel like so far there's been a, a justifiable case to be made for why I wouldn't do the thing that is considered the greater good. So, yeah. yeah. I wonder if, and, the, if that's down to, like, because you don't really play anyone with any known history or any known... Mm anything really yeah yeah yeah, exactly so but if like it put you in the shoes of like a jedi and you're Mm. Mm -hmm. and if you're certainly if you're into star wars and you're into like the law and then you know um you want to you probably want to do what the jedi council says or you do like an anakin skywalker and you like no I don't care about that. I know everything. I'm the best fighter. I'm all this well, that's stuff. The pro- yeah, that's the problem with it is that it often looks like it's just it's it's not like oh there's a, a justifiable selfish reason. It's just purely arrogant. It's always arrogance. It's sort of how it's set up. Um, I think I would it's the enemy of the force. Arrogance. Well, one yeah. of one of the enemies. It's I think so. You know, like The Witcher. I really enjoy the fact that Geralt in The Witcher is. Part, has a history there's law surrounding him there's there's law surrounding his order of witches but one of the things is that they are pretty much neutral or they try to be and they try to stay out of things but he's just enough of a blank slate that i feel that i can play him in a way that works either way i'm not as keen as like just as having a completely blank slate where you're not really told anything and you don't have so to to this end i already i know the the twist towards the end mm-hmm. and i'm glad that i do because it actually gives me kind of this justification and this this reason to play in this yeah. way because it's actually i'm all i'm doing is fulfilling my own uh my own true character kind of thing based on what happens later on so yeah. i wonder if in <clears throat> in knights of the Republic, it's or star wars games in general the light dark meter works better than it does in something like mass effect because Mass Effect tried to set up this ambiguity that you were, um, you know, like whatever, uh, you know, you could be whatever you want, which you couldn't, but, you know, that was the promise. Mm. Um, Whereas in Star Wars, ambiguity isn't really part of the world, and it's never been. Like, you are either Mm -hmm. on the light or or the dark sides. You have to make a choice at some point. You can't be, like, a morally ambiguous character that will go through and, like, have a kind of blank slate look at each situation. Like, the whole thing is much more kind of straightforward philosophically than that. There there is good, there is ultimate good, and there is ultimate bad. 
Yes, for characters of significance, I think that's certainly true. I mean, there are like, you know, like the traders and stuff. There are characters in Star Wars universe that are, I think, just neutral. They're just out for themselves, but not in a, they're not going to deliberately hurt people, but it's just, you know, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the, the like scrap traders are just like, well, it's, you know, it's business. It is what it is. And they can be perceived as being harsh or selfish, but they're not. They don't really have any aspirations beyond their little sphere of influence. Um, but yeah, for ca- characters of significance, it is, I suppose any character that's ever talked about in relation to the force, they are one or the other. And Well, yeah, because it's basically, it's, it, it's you know, it's very religious, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's very it's like, this Satan. is it's the very, good, yeah. yeah, this is the good religion. You don't go over there because otherwise it's, you know. Um, you're not only going to hurt yourself; you're going to hurt everyone by 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 doing that. So, yeah, when those when those decisions come up in this game, um, it feels like yeah, okay, that's you know that's Star Wars. Whereas, yeah, I think it like, does that help that there is law the there. Yeah, yeah, it helps that there is existing law that you are aware. Well, I mean, maybe you're not, but it's. Star Wars is such, you know, it's such a ubiquitous property that you are aware of. Well, you know what, you know what, you know what a Jedi is. is. Yeah. Yeah. You probably know what a Sith is. Or at least you know what Darth Vader looks like anyway. And you probably work out that he's probably not (laughs) that nice of a person. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't look conventionally cute and cuddly. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, I mean, are you, are you role-playing one of those positions? Are you, how have you approached your character have you made any decisions beforehand about the kind of character you're going to play are you just reacting to the situation as it as they develop um i tend to i i i've no i haven't made any preemptive role play decisions in these games and including with mass effect as well um i tend to not really care and be drawn to anything that the main character does because they're kind of mm-hmm. just like these hollow shells of just, people yeah, blank. whereas yeah. i'm more worried about what are the other characters going to think and like mm-hmm. how are they going to react and and so i'm kind of living through them really or i'm living the my avatar is my character my created character is just a way to have the other, the actual drawn characters, the actual written characters, like mm. react or do things. That's what I'm much more, much more worried about, or much more, much more concerned with. So mine, my person is just into the blue, um, just into the lights, light side, but pretty much in the middle, uh, and that's probably, um probably because i'm playing in that way that i don't have that i don't um no i don't have an agenda with with this character i'm just reacting to the world really and like what the mm. other characters are are saying and doing there are a couple of bit there, my my dark side bit has gone down by uh, as tread uh, my meter has treaded into the dark side by accident a couple of times um i didn't realize that the that when I was selecting something, the result would be a dark side mm. one, and I can't remember what the dialogue options were that where that's happened. But there was one, and I'm not sure you've gotten to it yet. There was uh, it was totally by accident. There was a guy in uh, like a, a trap somewhere, and he's like, "Oh, go and um, turn everything on the wall to red," 
and I've must have skipped through the dialogue or like not heard him properly. <laughs> and I went on and turned everything to green because I was like, oh, green means open. Yeah, green means. And green. Yeah. then it killed him, or it sent him somewhere else. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then it was like dark side, like dark side points added or whatever it says. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, maybe I'm not really a, a Jedi, or maybe I'm not a um, a light side person if i'm not even listening to the people i'm supposed to be saving i'm just going like oh this is a video well, game green means open. So I mean, yeah and so along those lines something i noticed in the uh, 37 page instruction book that um that came I haven't with even read that this so i, I looked, just before this actually i looked it's one of the steam extras like additional material things it just opens a pdf in the browser and and there's uh, as you would imagine, a whole load for a game of its time, a whole load of like explanations about all the feats and all the skills and all the, basically the core pillars of play. But in the back of that instruction book, there's a bunch of tables to do with weapons and armor. And then there's a light side, dark side thing. And it explains just purely numerically where you are on that scale and what effect the decisions that you would perceive to be light side or dark side will have on your status and and simply put the further towards one or the other of them you are the bigger the modifier is if you then do something that is sort of against type so if you're right. going very okay. heavily dark and you do something that's very heavily light that will move you back significantly or at least in points at least in numerical value um yeah that's and good. so it's easier to get towards light and dark than it is to stay there if you are not trying to be one or the other if that makes sense if you're just assessing yeah. each situation then you're you're likely to sort of you are going to be sort of tethered to this sort of middle banding probably um which i think i like that as well because it means it takes effort to if you want to be you want to embrace dark or light it takes effort to make the decisions that will put you there rather than just oh i've made a bunch of choices and i happen to have ended up in yeah, you know, dark side territory. Well, that works. yeah, and that represent that recreates, I suppose, or represents the the moral dilemmas that you see the characters go through in the films, right? Like it's harder and harder and harder for Darth Vader at the end to stay truly mm. evil. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's much not easier for him, but it's it's sort of um, there's a line it works somewhere. for him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like it makes sense for him to actually at the end of the, you know actually no I'm going to and then that one act of killing the emperor rather than killing Luke sends him all the way back to the light side and now yeah. he becomes yeah. one of the Jedi <laughs> in the, in the afterlife and whatever and is there with with Obi Wan he's like redeemed himself through that one that one act and ends you know on on the other side as well like if you're a jedi and then you ended up killing someone it's like oh you're you're not yeah are you even on the light side anymore now at yeah. all like by even a single a single degree so yeah that's pretty cool i didn't i didn't know that they i suppose that's a that's another thing i just i've it's interesting uh, it's not interesting that they got a manual. The game is from 2003, but it's interesting to have a manual presented with a game in 2022 that is so. Mm. That tells you so so much. transparent. Yeah, it's very. It's like he is. It's basically not just here to. Here's how you play the game, but here's how you. Here's how you kind of manipulate the game in the way that you to the to the way that you want to. Um, and here's if you care about it, a table of all the grenades and you know how much damage they do and the modifiers. So it's it's kind of it's endearing in that old-fashioned manual kind of way. You know, I remember the one for Baldur's Gate from about six years prior to, to Knights of the Old Republic, and that was huge. That was fifty plus pages. It was like a little mini 
like tome it was a book in and of itself that you would take time it would take you time to get through and there's a just there's a lot of kind of there's an not an innocence that sounds kind of patronizing but there's a again i suppose an earnestness to this notion that you would be buying into this not just as a, a game that you would play amongst a thousand others but as something you want to put time into you've bought this thing because you want to sit down and get lost in it so reading a 37 50 page manual is nothing it's like yeah of course you're going to do that not just because oh we haven't quite worked out a way of delivering of tutorializing the start of a game yet it's like no this is people are going to enjoy this you know and that was i don't know when that went away i think dragon age i don't remember dragon age having a paper manual that was a that was like well 2009 so um but it did have one it did have a pdf one so that you know there was i think and now that's just not the case you just yeah. You know, you'll be taught everything. Don't worry, just sit down. You haven't got to think much. You haven't got to do anything outside of the game. Just start playing and we'll, you know, spend several hours teaching you how to do this thing. Um, So, yeah, it, it does. That kind of speaks to the to the age that it was um, and the, or the, the era, the kind of the video game era that it was. And it is quite nice to revisit that. I, for me, it's quite a nice, like... Again, I think there's sort of a confidence in it, or at least a, almost a, well, an, a, an ignorance to the fact that it could be any other way. It's like, yeah, of course you're here and you want to indulge in this. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, that that's one of the things that the indulging in stuff is one of the things that has sort of struck me about it. Like, I was surprised, well, was I surprised? I was pleased, I suppose, more than surprised that um, the game even though there's a lot going on here and it was, you know, a, a game of uh, a scale and breadth that had, that had not had rarely been seen before. I mean, it had, and like there's some of the Elder Scrolls games and Baldur's Gate and that. Um, but you're thrown straight into the action and there's loads of stuff to do immediately. Mm. And not, not just loads of like gameplay concepts but loads of things like loads of storylines to start loads yeah. of people loads to of, make friends yeah. with to make to enemies with, with. Yeah. yeah like conflicting relationships are popping up like um the card game the arena battles you know mm. lots of different um reminds, sections it, it reminds to me of divinity well two particularly original scene two it reminds me of that that like that whole fort joy section is just this huge Start. It's it's far more than just a oh well. This is your opening planet. This is like the opening area in an MMO, and this is where you just learn how to do the basics, and then you know you're kind of trying to get out there as soon as possible. There's a, this actually feels like, I mean, it's limited in terms of the effect it can have visually from the time, but it's, it's you know it it does a good job of your mind can fill in the blanks. It's this very cyberpunky the rich and elite live at the top and the the poor live down you know literally underneath um yeah the tower and it doesn't your imagination fills in the blanks and it allows for that um but yeah there's a lot here there's is more than just oh okay we'll get find your feet and then we know you want to get off this planet we know you really want to you know get in a spaceship and go somewhere else because this is star wars but it doesn't it doesn't rush that it feels like it's just like no there's a lot of stuff here you can explore there's this isn't a I think just to rush through just to get somewhere else. Um, and yeah. so again, it just feels kind of confident in that. In yeah. That and the bits that sort of help you to uh, fill in the gaps, like 
uh, uh, yeah, okay. The 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 graphics are ropey by now, by today's standards, obviously. And um, but the bits that are good about it um, are things like the colors and like character faces are like not bad. Like they're expressive mm. enough. Well, they're not expressive, but they're like kind of real enough mm. uh, in dialogue scenes. Um, so you get that like personal connection and then the color palette of like, well, yeah, they're just reusing assets and changing the color, but the colors do a good enough job of distinguishing or, or eliciting the kind of emotional response that you're, yeah. that, that is required from you to take that area, uh, seriously as, as you know, this is the rich bit and this is the poor bit and this is the, the cantina and whatever, like there's just enough. You know, it's like hints of splashes of this and splashes of that, but yeah. there's enough of that, yeah. but in order to make up for the lack of like technical detail. Um so yeah, the world the world does feel like Star Wars world, you know? Like it's not it's not like yeah. you're just in this like uh here's some Here's some generic sci fi place and now you're now just please believe it's Star Wars and and it'll be better if you do. Like it does, like the the bits that they've chosen to focus on and mm. uh, detail in uh, are the right bits, you know. Yeah, and I guess that does speak to how much we all know what Star Wars is. Like when you go into a cantina, you you know you're not going into the well. You understand you're going into the equivalent of like an inn in a fantasy RPG, but you know you're not going into like an Elder Scrolls inn. You know that you you expect certain types of people certain characters you expect to be able to find more than just oh i can buy food and drink like there's going to be some dodgy dealings there's going to be characters of ill repute there's going to be but there's also going to be people just in there for a good time and that's yeah. uh, that is carried a lot not by how that's visually represented for sure in this game but a lot of that leans on the knowledge you already have of of what a cantina is from yeah from star wars so. yeah and, and with some of those as well they do a good job of like going into the backstory not the backstory but like sort of, uh underpinning the reality of those what would normally just be npcs there so mm. have you done the bit where um you know there's like dancing girls and bands mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. playing and then there's one <laughs> bit where you can help the girl or not get a get a yep. get a um yeah. A, a dream job as a dancer. Oh, she's auditioning. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, and then it's quite a silly sequence, and like you just and yeah. like the animations are all over the place. But um, but yeah, like it's but on the story level, it works to just give a bit more of you know to buff up that sense that there's like a community here and um, yeah, the the people in this in this place have got genuine real problems. People are taking advantage of each other. You know, they're um, they're desperate. But then I guess in a way, their life their lives are not all bad. Like she does seem to be doing the thing that she wanted to be doing. Now, whether or not she's been nurtured to only sure only like, yeah, only only understand yeah only understands yeah. that as a maximum possible potential is another thing. But like you know, in and of herself, in that moment. Um, she, she does seem to be. Yeah, yeah she's ch chasing a, some kind of dream to and to a to a degree. I mean, it it uh, yeah. So there's yes, and I and for the record, I um 
helped her by not helping her. I like, one of the options is literally to run round in circles yeah, yeah. while she's auditioning. It's so stupid in a like a gloriously stupid way, and it looks ridiculous. And it's it's like why would anybody do that? But yeah, sure, why not? It just seems like some goofy fun. Uh, you get nothing out of it. You know, it's not like somebody's paying you to do it. You get, you know, any any benefit. It's just silly. It's just fun to to do it. Um, it does have that video, that very, very video game thing and that very kind of mid-2000s, although it's still a thing now, but mid-2000s thing in RPGs where everybody is standing. There's no, there's no passage of time. Everybody is standing around waiting for you to interact with them or not. Um, but yeah, that girl that auditioned, I must have passed her several times whilst, you know, going to and from the bounty, um, office uh, such as it is. And it's referenced that she can't do an audition until she has a partner, but nothing is being done about that. You know, that she's just stuck there in perpetuity until you interact with her. Um, and I don't know if as the game goes on, that becomes more noticeable and more wearing by today's standards. But it doesn't, nonetheless, it does still happen today a lot. I mean, there's still a lot of, you know, these things don't exist or don't have life until you interact with them to give them that. But it's just, I feel like it's potentially more noticeable when people are just kind of static or people are stood in these apartment, (laughs) these apartments that are just like, you know, I don't know, like 20 square feet and they just stand there waiting for you to find them or, you know, there's plenty of bounties I've found like that where somebody's just standing in the middle of the room and it's like you go in and you have a conversation and as far as I've been doing, kill them. Um, So it does have some very transparent video game tropes uh but i have found that the and i think a lot of it must be to do with the writing i have found that it's i kind of just overlook that that it's entertaining enough when you do interact with these people you're given you know it's not just a i don't know it's not just here's two dialogue options pick one okay that's that bit of content done you're on to the next thing there's there's stuff that is explored during that process and during those conversations both with the person you're interacting with and your party members as well. Um, so yeah, it kind of gets a, a pass in that respect. I think it's, it's doing good work, enough good work elsewhere that it's not, you know, it hasn't felt like a big deal. Um, yeah. I mean, they kind of act like, um, I mean, I've played quite a few MMOs and quite a few MMOs recently as well. And, and mm. that's, that's exactly how MMOs work. It's just mm. that, and obviously they have to be all in the same place because there's loads of people that are, that need to talk to them. So you can't just have them moving around all the time. Um, yeah, the reality of that is it would just be annoying. It's like, oh, it's, but it's truer to life. It's, like, yeah, but it's just annoying having to track down that one person to start that quest. So yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, if, and if the main bit of the game, like you were saying, is the story and the lore, then yeah, you just want to move on with that, don't you? <laughs> and now they've moved. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a bit actually later on in on this level where someone does move. And I was, because I, I went back somewhere and I thought, oh, he'll be there. And he wasn't there. But I think someone else tells you where he went. It's like, okay, go down. It's like, all right. All right, mm. fine. Um, and, like that, and that bit felt Trout truly alive because the character had moved from one level to the other. And it's like, whoa, that is some advanced game He'd design. Gone to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Zer in Destiny, the merchant in Destiny, used to move around the tower. It's like, uh, what's the point of that? It's just, I like, is that meant to be like, is it a very cynical way of interacting? Because then, like, then there was blogs or, you know, every every website would post here's Zer's location this week, whatever it was. And it's, 
And I would always look at that. I'm not, I'm not running around the tower trying to find him. I just want to know where he is so I can go and like trade some stuff. So I don't know if that was like a cynical way of just making, of in, like engagement online um, or yeah, what, but maybe. it didn't, it, that didn't make it feel any more alive. It, just, it was just inconvenient. So, well, I want to find, uh, I don't, you know, want him to be hiding somewhere. I just want to go and talk to him. Um, so yes, the notion of people moving around doesn't in and of itself bring, bring anything to life. If the, uh, you know, if the dialogue's rubbish or the, or what you're doing is boring. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think I've been enjoying it. I do, as I, said, I do want to keep playing it. I think possibly for me, it's, it will be like a steam deck thing. Um, I have already added it to my little sub steam list of steam deck games because it just perfectly fits the logistics of my setup um to play it like that but it is however i do continue to play i do want to and i want to play the sequel as well uh which you know is i think that's that's something i I wouldn't expect to go back and play a game from 20 years ago and be so quickly into it or or to buy into it so quickly i'd expect to have to work harder to uh you know, if I went back and played the original Hitman, for example, that came out the year before Knights of the Old Republic, I wouldn't expect to be like, oh, this is, yeah, this is really interesting. I want to play more of this because it would feel, I think it would feel very dated. And Knights of the Old Republic is doing enough to, to not feel like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, as I say, I'm going to carry on playing it as well. It's inspired me as well to um, to get back to... Not get, not get back into, but to explore more different Star Wars stuff. So, mm. um, I've started listening to this uh, Thrawn Ascendancy audiobook mm-hmm. series. There's three of those. Apparently, they're very good. I, you know, I googled like what were the good ones, and then yeah. um, and then <laughs> went to that, and then yeah, there's a that bad bunch on bad batch. Sorry on. Disney. Have you seen that on Disney no. on Disney Plus? It's it's animated. Um and it's about like a kind of rogue squad of clone troopers. Um, okay. But it's mm. really good. It's for kids, but it's really it's really mm. it's really good. Well, I don't know, for like kid there's shooting and stuff in it, but it's for like young young people. Yeah. Um So yeah, in t- in terms of uh, I suppose Disney Disney are loving it. Like yeah. people are going, oh wow, we're going to do a Star Wars. Let's see, Old Republic remake. You know, everyone's buying the other stuff as well. Brilliant. Yeah, it's um, almost like they, yeah, they put so much stuff out there, so that there's uh, there's always something else for you to find. There's always something, even if it's in a different medium to the one you're currently exploring. Perhaps I should do Happy Meals. Uh, yeah. Well, it's I don't, yeah, hasn't I wouldn't say it's inspired me to that extent, but I am I'm interested to see. And like, I know I've got a couple of friends who are really into Star Wars that I don't really ever have Star Wars conversations with them because I've, I don't even, I haven't even seen, I've seen The Force Awakens, but I don't think I've even seen the, the next two films of the current trilogy. Um, so yeah, I will have conversations with them about, so have you played this game? And I've, you know, it's, in, it's sparked something. Trust me, Mission, there are a lot of worlds better than Terrace. There, there are worse, too, but Terrace is no place for a kid to live on her own. Even a kid who's got a Wookiee to look out for. Hey, I ain't no kid. I look out for Zalbar as much as he looks out for me. Bixie's my friend, not my babysitter. Jeez, I come ask you a question, you give me a lecture. Don't you snap at me, Missy. You want a lecture? How's this? Only bratty little children fly off the handle because of a simple comment. I don't have to listen to you, Karth. You ain't my father. 
though you're sure old enough to be, so keep your lectures inside your withered old head, because I don't need them. Ah yes, the soothing bickering of car and mission to see us out. Who could ask for more? I just want to say thank you for sticking around for this entire episode. I hope that you found it interesting. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Knights of the Old Republic, whether you're a veteran player or someone who's just getting into the game recently ahead of the remake's release. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. We are at Indie by Design. And while you're on our Twitter, you'll also find a link to our Discord, which we'd love to welcome you to. And as you may or may not know, here at Indie by Design, our bread and butter is the creation of books that celebrate video games, the creators of video games, and the medium as a whole. Just head over to indiebydesign.net that's indiebydesign.net to browse those books that we've released including officially licensed tomes on double fine productions and oddworld inhabitants thank you again for spending the time with us and we'll see you on the next episode